Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Well, howdy, folks. I'm Ben, the Hot Dog Answer Man, and you are live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. We welcome you to the show. And remember, you can call in at any point. By dialing 424-258-9364. That's 424-258-9364. It's that time again, folks. Broadcasting live with his tin cans and a brand new string from a top old smoky. It's Ben, the king of wiener slingers, with a fancy co-host with important guests and I thank you for joining us tonight. We have a busy night. I've got um, a subject I want to cover from an email that I received about working without a license, kind of flying under the radar, and we're going to talk about that tonight as well. I do want to let you know at any point you can call in to 424-258-9364, and we'll be happy to take your call. Also, we have a um, a Mr. Jason Brown with us tonight, um, as always from Love Hot Dog Company, and also the Lemonade Brothers. And now he has the Chill Trikes. If you've heard us talking about those, or even if you haven't, you need to go check those out at icecreambike.biz. That is a self-sufficient three-wheeled bike or trike that you can pedal up and down the street and sell stuff um, specifically, it's made to sell frozen items, but you could sell cold items because it comes with its own self-contained fridge freezer, which is powered by the sun. It's a brilliant concept, and you ought to go check those out if you get a chance. If you'd like to um, be unique or offer them to rent them out, um, there's a vendor, Corey with um, O-Doggies, has actually um, rented his out. So, there's a lot of two times, two times, right? And yeah. so you've got um, a lot of different stuff. Is there any new news with those right now, Jason? No, just uh, we actually have some stock on the floor for a change, which is, you know, different. 
I'm glad you, I'm glad you do. Now we're coming into the colder season, but I know last week we talked about that it doesn't have to be um, you know, the middle of summer to sell stuff from that because there's so many different things you can sell from it. Yeah. That was Corey we were talking about that. Yeah. We've got um Steve, I think it's Steven on the line with us and Steven I'm going to bring you up here and I I can't it looks like I don't have video on you, but I've got you pulled up. Um, we should be able to hear you. How are you tonight? Hello, Steve. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. All right. I'm on my headset here. so No problem. A little bit chaotic here. If you, How are you tonight, if I'm doing great. Um, if you happen to have the live stream up, Mute I was it. trying to get my cam going, but for some reason, it's just not wanting to work tonight. No, I'm saying the live stream, if you have it playing at the same time we're talking, you may want to mute it so that it doesn't um, well, feedback. Um, I do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I muted it. All right. Hold on. Give me just a moment here. No problem. And, folks, the those that are listening in and you're watching over at streetfoodvendor.tv, if you would like to join in on the chat room, there's a chat room at the bottom with all kinds of fancy features. Some people have figured those out. You can do smiley faces and bold and font and change the font and do all kinds of stuff. But um, the best part is, is you get to associate with other vendors, ask questions, um, or maybe propose something that we discuss on the show tonight. Feel free to do so. Jason's got his party mask on, and um, it's actually his bed night, a bedtime mask. He puts that on every night. It keeps his eyes um, from getting puffy. Steve, is it Steven? It's, you can call me Steve. That's fine. And how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Uh, just tuning in. Got a late start trying to get get everything settled for uh, jumping on your show here. But we're doing great. Well, I'm glad you joined us. Did you have any questions or anything for us tonight? Well, I'm actually, um, I've been grinding away for the last week, week and a half, trying to research, and research, uh, get all the information I can about starting a hot dog business. Um, I think I've sent you a few mails, and I've gotten tons of uh, help and everything on, on your site. Um, I think one of the big things that for me is um, I've gone through all the state codes, which North Carolina is where I'm located, um, and uh, yeah, they're they're not so nice, but we're, we're plugging away with it. <laughs> and um, they're uh, I think my big dilemma right now is I'm looking at types of hot dogs, the brands. There's so many out there. Um, so I wondered about maybe getting some feedback about that. Um, I, I've looked at Vienna Beef. I've looked at Nathan's uh, Sabbath or Sabbath, however it's pronounced. Right. Um, and there's, there's, I'm from New England. I'm from New Hampshire originally. I've been down here in North Carolina a couple of years. Now up in New England, they had an old company called Schultz Provisions. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of them, but they were an amazing hot dog um, natural casing that gave you everything that you ever wanted and more. Um, and there was a company back in 2004, um, some of the fam- old family members were or, the uh, newer generation um, family members had tried to bring back that original recipe. So I've been trying to get a hold of them, but unfortunately I think the shipping um, costs are just going to really outweigh it, and it's just not going to come to light for me. Um, 
I'm looking, you know, that it's looking at well over two dollars hot dogs. So wow. That's just obviously not something that's going to help me. No, and and something else. Sometimes we get locked into this thing that we want to serve something that we're used to having. You know, I, I've gone all over the the southeast United States slinging hot dogs. And depending on where I am determines what I offer. You know, if I was going to be on South Beach or anywhere near southern Florida, I would sell probably Sabret or Vienna. If I was in the middle of, um, you know, like Georgia, I would offer Boar's Head. Um, I wouldn't uh, – I'm going to mute you for a second, um, Stephen, just so that I'm getting a lot of feedback in your room. And But you should still be able to hear me, and then I'll open your mic back up in just a second. But – I would I would probably do a taste test with your friends and neighbors in your area first. And this way you can kind of get an idea of what people like around there. Or take a trip down to the local grocery store and see what they're selling. See what they stock the most of. Now, excluding your, you know, your crap brands as far as the brands that are, you know, national brand labels that aren't all beef dogs. You want to probably stick with premium meats like um, Boar's Head, um, Sabret, Vienna, Nathan's. There's there's quite a few, but because you're in a different area, you don't want to bring along that concept of, oh, well, we love these up there. I'm going to try to get them here because you run into that, that conflict of price and, and it's not convenient. And you want to be able to have a constant supply of something and you also want to cater to the people you're serving to. And in this case, you're serving to people that are um, local. Jason, do you have anything to add to that? Well, you know, me, Brian and I were just you know, talking earlier tonight. Deets and Watson's plant up here is on fire and most likely going to burn to the ground. Um, so that's going to affect a lot of people with Deets and Watson. Um, I would suggest looking at the National Deli brand. And, uh, you know, 323 a pound right now. They do well in the steamer. It's very close to a Vienna. Um, you know, I mean, I use Vienna until their price just got out of control for me, you know. It was, it was a great product, and they do a lot of stuff for you. But, you know, in the end, I just couldn't justify the price, you know. And and you're not scared of high price stuff because you serve some premium stuff, exotic meats and stuff that are outrageous. But when it comes down to an all-beef dog – you chose to go with a still a quality meat without spending the extra money for the label of Vienna, right? Well, Vienna got up over for here around me. They were up over uh, six and a quarter pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. <laughs> yeah, that, that place is burning. It started out as a uh, single fire somewhere by their solar panel. And uh, last I heard, it was uh, eight alarms. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, I just saw Fuzzface there. He yeah. was up a couple of days ago. Oh, oh, Brian, come up to see you. Yeah, he stopped by. Surprised me. Good. You know. Stephen, can you hear us? Um, okay. Hey, Stephen, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you fine. Okay. Um, did uh, you... I'm laughing. I'm laughing at uh, Brian. Sign there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know we had an in-house comedian, did you? Uh, well, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I, I might end up taking second second place there. All right. Well, tell us what – Um, did, did you follow and understand what we're saying there as far as, you know, 
what to do to weigh your options so that you don't put yourself in a bind and you don't make this more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, I, I did, I, and I, I get I get that whole thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I checked into the Vienna Brief, uh, Beef, uh, as, as Jason has just mentioned. The price is, is really high. Um, I, I just checked into them. I was going to, because um, I considered having them, actually. Um, somebody um, on one of the, um, on, on Facebook had mentioned Vienna Beef, so I went and checked them out today, and, and the shipping uh, was worked out to be $2.03 per dog. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that, that's obviously just not something that's going to happen. Uh, you know, I need to get it down to you know sixty, seventy cents. Now, dog, so are you doing are you doing this business, Stephen, to supplement the daycare that you've got going now, or actually, I haven't started the business yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like my house. You can hear my kids in the background there. Right. <laughs> well, they sound happy. That's the good part. Hey, well, Steve, uh, why don't you uh, shoot me an email at info at lovehotdogco.com, and uh, I'll give you the uh, East Coast manager for National Deli's info, and you can call him. Okay, that would be great. If, um, I don't know if I'm not quick with the typing here. You don't have so, to be if you um, go over to the – left side of your screen and click the chat button it's a private chat between the people that are on here and you can i, I put up the link there for you to got email. got it excellent okay brian shores is kind of slow tonight with that so we can yeah, we're sorry about that yeah he's the link master normally and he he's spelling the <laughs> oh that's great i i really appreciate all the help that you guys have given me so far and uh as i said I'm still working on trying to get this all together and, and um, get my business plan and, and get all the uh, bells and whistles uh, ironed out, so to speak. And, and uh, hopefully, you know, maybe midwinter or spring, I'll, I'll be able to get this all situated. If not sooner, if I could do it this fall, that would be even better. But I'm looking at probably midwinter now. Well, um, it's never too late to start. And there's more and more vendors that are in those southern regions, and and you included, in North Carolina, where you can vend year-round. Jason vends year-round. We've got people in Canada that vend year-round. It depends on um, what your, you know, I guess your schedule, your priorities, what, you know, is this full-time, is it part-time, those kinds of things. Right. Well, I'd be looking at doing this. I would like to do this full time. Um, I mean, I, I hear all I hear all the uh, everybody talking about the, um, how, how fun it is, uh, the money that they're making. Um, you know, it just it's something that uh, I think that I'd be very good at. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm gonna jump into it feet first, of course. I'm not going head first. But, you know, probably. Yeah, that's a way to get brain damage. Yeah. Uh, I got Dane Bramage already. <laughs> well, I um, I'm slowly. My kids have slowly gotten older and moved out of the house, but they they've caused plenty of um, hair to fall out and um, and Dane Bramage. <laughs> well, if I had my cam working, you see my hair is pretty pretty well there too. Um, but I do appreciate your time. I'm going to keep on listening for you. All right. Well, so I thank you for joining evening. us. And and feel free to call in or um, video chat in anytime. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ben. You bet. Jason and Brian, thank you very much. Thank you.
Is uh is, is Brian muted? Is that why he's so quiet this evening? No, he's not muted. I just wait till you know it's a good time to jump in. I don't want to jump over everybody. Roasted weenies that he can watch tonight. <laughs> Pre-roasted. Oh man! I wish I could pull some pictures to show you, Ben. That place was prime. I'll probably be able to pull it up at some point on um, one of the news stations. But I want to talk about something. A, a gentleman emailed me, and he said that he said, "Hey, Ben, this may be on un- on un- un- and I'm not even drinking yet. Unorthodox question." But what is the typical penalty for operating a cart without getting it approved by the health department first? We're getting a lot of feedback there, Ben, like your mic's unplugged or something. I think I'm going to try something. Tell me if it gets better. I just muted Brian because it's showing on my end it's coming from his. Uh, We'll beat him later. Now you're better. Go ahead and talk. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep, you're clear now. Go ahead. The – okay – Let's see. He says, um, but what is the typical penalty for operating a cart without getting it approved by the health department first? I would like to open a commissary and hire people to run several carts at the same time, but I was hoping to test a cart out first to see what the expect take is and to get a feel for the business. The problem is that it will be six weeks before the health department will approve the cart, and I need to have a commissary agreement just to turn in the application. So it will be both expensive and time-consuming to test the waters. On the other hand, two weeks of working under the radar would let me start with the commissary at the same time and work out everything quicker and easier. Um, would would either of y'all like to um, jump on that one? Well, I mean, you know, sure you can do it. I'm sure there's plenty of guys doing it. I mean, there's plenty of guys using commissaries that aren't using commissaries. So, um, but... I guess it would depend on where he's at, what town, what state, et cetera. Um, might mean he doesn't get a license later if he gets caught without it. That's my thinking is that, you know, you go out, you try to test the waters. If you get caught and then you try to go later and go legit, they may remember that and it works against you. Oh, yeah. Well, from a from a different perspective, I know some people that are working um, – personally working under the radar, um, either due to the fact that they're not supposed to be working at all or due to the fact that they're illegal in the country. Um, I've got a customer in um, Nashville area that's illegal, and she's got several of my carts running them, and um, she um, she doesn't have a license one. She works bars and stuff at night and hasn't had an issue that I'm aware of. And I know she's still at it, so um, because I hear from time to time from her. But if there is, um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, both of y'all are right. You're you're taking a chance on, you know, an immediate. What is that um, euphemism they use? Um, immediate gratification. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about like you're you're trying to come up with a quick solution for a. Or a short-term solution for a long-term problem. There you go. Maybe that's it. That sounds good. Um, anyway, the the gist is is that you don't want to risk it. Now, if it's not a risk, or if you can go to another county and try to pull it off, I'm 
I'd say do it. If if the, if you have to do it that way because of money, then by all means do it. Um, there used to be a day in in America when you know you could just start a business and and run it and pay your taxes and everybody was happy. Nowadays, there's five miles of red tape that you have to cut through before you can operate it. Now, there will be some people that disagree with me on this and go, "Okay, you're condoning, you know, doing something illegal." And I'm not really. I'm saying don't do it unless you have no choice. Um, I don't think it should be a crime, though. I think that anybody in a situation and they've chosen to make an honest living compared to, you know, selling drugs or just getting on the welfare, I'd rather see them do something like this. So, I, you know, the lady that was in Nashville, her husband got killed in New Mexico in a car wreck. She was left here, couldn't go back, couldn't go either way, kind of stuck. She ended up in Nashville working in some farm, and she ended up getting a hot dog cart. Well, the gist of it is, is I'm, I say more power to her. She's not living off the government, and she's not taking anybody's job, you know, that I know of, and she's serving the public and successfully now for about four years. So I I have mixed emotions. I guess you'd have to take it case by case, and I'm the wrong person to, to, to judge on that. But I would say, you know, if, if you need to, then by all means do it. Let's see. How was that for a a um a pitiful excuse? Yeah, I don't think it's a pitiful excuse. I mean, you know, look at all the uh people on welfare that shouldn't be and stuff and hey, she's here illegal and you know, she's working, like you said. She's not draining the government like the rest of our natural born citizens are. So, you know, I don't have a problem with her. Yeah, I don't either. Um and I've watched her help another family out back in New Mexico, and she bought them a cart and sent it to them. She deals all in cash, and she's a hardworking lady. And so I don't—I just don't see how how that how you can get something morally wrong or ethically wrong out of that. She's supporting well, a family. No, I would just be worried about. I mean, you know how the health department is—they're bad enough to deal with on a regular basis. Right. When you're, legitimate imagine them catching you and then you got to turn around and make it right i just see them you know riding your tail to get it done and make it hard you know they're gonna make it a hard way to go well and and you have to find out what the repercussions can be because sometimes they can be big there's a vendor in south florida that called me this week he was going to be arrested for vending without a license he had a health license his state license he had a county license, but he didn't have a city business permit, and they issued him a citation for four hundred and fifty dollars. So, um, if he didn't pay it within the ten days, I think it was, he was they would issue a warrant for his arrest. Well, now he's got to go to court for it. So I would look at what you're, you know, what you're up against. I know here in Tennessee, if if I was to go out right now unlicensed, they're going to come by and tell me to close up. If they caught me, if you're working, you know, the back areas, you know, doing private catering, doing stuff like that, you probably never would get caught. Um, if you went to a factory, you probably never would get caught. Caught. But just my yeah, like, two cents. I mean, like I say, it's, it's and the, whoever asked that question, it's a crapshoot um, on whether you, you're willing to take the chance of getting caught and what the repercussions were. You know, now like that lady that you were talking about in Nashville, I would try to circumnavigate it somehow by you know, having a friend 
or maybe is a citizen, that you can set it up and get it legal underneath that and just you're running it, you own it. Right, right. Oh my me, Ben's got it, A to Z. It's the A to Z course for anyone just getting started. It's brand new and full of fresh info, tips, and tricks on how to get rolling. In 11 on-demand web episodes, Ben does a comprehensive course on kickstarting your business. It includes forms, outlines, and more. He covers licensing, permits, finding a car, commissaries, locations, even more locations, tips, pricing, and shaving your dog, and more. You get it all except for the shaving your dog part. We just want to make sure y'all were listening. Get it now over to learnhotdogs.com. We here at Hot Dog Vendor Radio would like to welcome all street food vendors. We promise we won't point fingers and make fun of you if you don't sling a winnie or two. And we won't make fun of you if you don't have your hands on an ample supply of hot TV buns. We love all street food vendors, and that's why we're here. So come one, come all, join us live every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. for HTVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. You'll be glad you did. We promise. You show up to our show, and we'll make you happier than a woodpecker in a lumberyard. Well, folks, we're back, and I have another email. I think I've got several of them tonight I'd like to get through. And I'm glad I've got Brian and um, and Jason with us tonight so that we can um, get input from other professional vendors out there on on the solutions to problems or solutions that um, maybe it's not a problem, but it's a question that could make or break you know more profit for them. This one is from a gentleman. He says, hello, Ben, huge fan of the show. Thank you for all the hard work that you have put in and um, put forward to help other vendors on their journey to a successful vending business. I live in Michigan, about 30 miles north of Detroit in the suburbs. I have not started vending yet, but I am starting to put things in place so I can open for business once the winter weather breaks in 2014 with a brand new big dog cart. My question is, in regards to serving all beef and beef pork combo dogs, I personally am a fan of the all beef dog. It fits my palate the best, and most all-beef hot dogs are brands. Hot dog brands are synonymous with quality. Nathan Sabretz, Vienna. I am willing to pay the premium price for a premium product. Now, on to my question. Being from Michigan and Michigan being famous for the Coney Dog, there are a slew of restaurants serving Coney Dogs, and most of at least the largest chains franchises of them are serving strictly beef or pork combo, natural casing dogs. National Coney Island which is one of the bigger franchises, even sells their own dogs in Coney Sauce or Chili, and most locally made dogs are beef and pork combo dogs. There are a couple that make an all-beef product, though. I do plan on having a taste test with friends and family, as you recommend, but just wanted your immediate thoughts. Do I follow the trend of the state dog and accept and acknowledge that this is what most people's palates in the area are used to, or be something that is a little bit different? Thanks in advance for the time. Um, I'd like to get your take on that. Um, Jason, I don't know how much Jason heard of that, but, um, Brian, I know you, you were there for it. What, what's your, what's your idea on that? I can't hear you. you have you muted yourself? You're good. <laughs> You're good on my end. I can't hear him. No, I can't hear him either. I'm just saying he's not muted or anything on this end. I think his girlfriend muted him. Jason, were you able to hear much of that? Yeah, I heard most of it. Um, he, I mean, he, me, yeah, me. I, I use all beef. 
Um, you know, we, we talked about this a little earlier. I switched from Vienna beef to, uh, you know, the national deli. But I mean, you know, I think what you said also touches, it really depends on the area. I mean, if, if they're used to using a blend dog there with pork and beef, well then, you know, uh, you bring something new in, it might go over, it might not go over, but I, I think you'd need to be ready to, uh, you know, change quickly. And I wouldn't buy that much stock till you find out what's going. Right. But, uh, you know, me, I, I wouldn't be afraid to put something crazy out, but that's me. Well, I would I would say because, you know, if you want a a reputation for offering quality products, I would definitely offer all beef. Now, if your area is used to and wants the beef pork mixed and that's what everybody's doing, that may be a good, you know, signal to that you need that at least on the cart as well. But you may find that once people try the all beef, they go, you know, I like these better. They have a better snap, they have a better texture, they are a better dog. Um unless you ask my wife and she'd rather have the chicken pecker and beak and turkey and armadillo. Um, so can we have Brian backers? He's still, I don't know. Brian, can you talk? Yeah. Only if the wife lets me. I was going to say, man, <laughs> how'd you buy a shorty, huh? I was, I was messing around with the microphone to see if I could do it. Somehow do it to where it's like a push to talk. So I wouldn't, you know, so I didn't have to mute myself every time because it's got the built in microphone into this, into this computer. Um, like I say, to me, you, you just never. To me, you're never going to go wrong with the all beef hot dogs. Um, like I say, depending on the area, and like I say, you know, some of them, you know, they may like those chicken lip dogs, and you know, the, the the beef and the pork. I mean, even when it comes with the bratwurst and stuff like that. But to me, the, the you'll never go wrong with the all beef hot dogs. Well, good. Um, so there, there you go. A consensus among um, three vendors that you should stick with the all beef but i still would offer the other just in case don't leave it out um if if that's what most people are offering there um you know, even if you know like the bakers and chefs dogs and stuff at sam's club you know yeah. you could maybe you know if you have both you know that that you know the chicken pecker dogs are going to cost you a little bit you know so if you maybe offer them a little bit less and if they you know have that you know for two then they all be for two fifty or something like that. That's a good idea. That's a good idea is to have both of those because one one's going to cost you, you know, twelve thirteen dollars. You can find it on sale at Sam's. A case that's ten pounds, eighty hot dogs for twelve thirteen bucks, and that's the ones that are you know the giblets and beaks and peckers. Um, let's see. You got her cracking up over here. She, she ain't gonna eat no more hot dogs now. <laughs> Uh, it's, it hasn't hurt me yet, and I've been eating them for years. My wife doesn't buy an all-beef dog, and if if we go to cook on the grill, I can pull out all-beef, you know, and I keep the the um, the Sam's, the Baker's and Chef's brand here, but she'll usually have her, you know, Lay's is her, one of her favorite brands here, which is a local brand. Um, Let's see, and I'll eat them. It doesn't matter to me. You put enough um, bacon jam on it or Coca-Cola onions. It's you can put bacon jam on roadkill and it would taste good. <laughs> it would. <laughs> I'd eat it off the road. 
No, I tried feeding Brian when he was there. I couldn't get that band to eat nothing. You now know we, what? Like I said, I actually, for, you know, for the whole summer, I think I ate maybe about like my fifth hot dog of the whole summer this year or today. And I just, wow. I don't know. I just, yeah. you look at them so much, you know, I'll, I'll eat the bratwurst, but the regular hot dog. Even tried to feed my girlfriend, you know, his exotic sauce. We don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Caller with the area code 412. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, I read your book, Hot Dog Saved My Life, which was very interesting. Uh, but you know what? I'm brand new at this. My son and I have been calling you uh, within the past week or two. And I noticed that your emphasis was on liability and or comprehensive insurance. And uh, I don't know if I'm able to, uh, you know, mention the company that you purchased that from. Would you be able to give me so that I know where I stand? I don't know if it would be $1,000 a year or 10000 a year, but I know you said make that a priority. Well, yeah. It's about three hundred dollars a year, and you know, in the book I quoted it six hundred because that's what it was until Jason turned me on to another company. You can find the company at learnhotdogs.com forward slash resources, or just click on the resources tab on the right hand side of the screen on any page, and it uh, it has a direct link to the company. Oh, good. Okay. In other words, you can't tell me right over the phone. What what company that was, can you? Um, Jason, yeah, Jason could probably tell you off the top uh, of his head. Food liability insurance program flip. If you Google food liability insurance program, or if Brian's in the chat room, he might be able to pop that up there. Um, those guys are uh, two ninety nine a year for a one and two million dollar liability for your food policy, and they throw in a ten thousand in the marine. Uh, to cover equipment. And the other good thing about them is you can uh, sign on from a computer, laptop, phone, and do a uh, additional insured in case you were at an event and you needed to supply them with a uh, additional insured certificate and they don't charge for it, which is a nice thing. Did you follow uh, what he's saying there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know why? Because I haven't researched that yet, but I, I was very concerned because, like I said, you put the emphasis on make sure you get that before you even buy a cart or even think about uh, getting into the business. So uh, I, pre- I didn't know what the spread would be between liability and comprehensive. Well, comprehensive covers your stuff, and and you can talk to your local insurance company who's ever carrying your vehicle. They may add it for you. Like I know State Farm add it, you know, as a as a trailer or a concession equipment or whatever. They may make you put it under a business name, but either way, that's that's your comprehensive part. That covers you in case somebody steals it, runs over it, backs into it, it flips off the car, whatever happens, it blows up. So it'd be similar to vehicle insurance. Yes, in case somebody steals it, you back into somebody else, you know, anything along that line. But the other thing, most likely, don't be shocked if they tell you you're going to have to get a uh, have a vehicle under a commercial policy. Okay, great. Okay, I was curious because uh, 
we're starting to dive into this uh, little adventure, and I wanted to make sure I had my uh, all my ducks in place. But I know, Ben, you said that the first thing you want to do is get liability for comprehensive insurance. So thank you very much, buddy. You bet. I'm glad you called in, and I'm glad we could help. I, I, I couldn't remember it off the top of my head, um, but I'm glad Jason did for you. Oh, I'll second it. I run through the same program also. Um, it's FLIprogram.com. And like well, I said, you can have a policy. Okay, great. Okay, well, I thank you for your input, and uh, I'll check into that, okay? No Sounds problem. great. Thank you, and have a good day. Call back anytime. Okay, thank you. All right, folks, we have another email that is, um, this one says, Hey, Ben, we've had an exchange of texts concerning our location at the beach in Inglewood, Florida, which is quite seasonal. As a result, we are working only on Saturdays and Sundays, not enough to earn a living. The parking lot is pretty empty here in the summertime as it is very hot. We want to set up in a light industrial warehousing district within the city, which I'd also written you about. Long story short is that we'd gone to City Hall approximately five times walking away with the same excuse being that they don't allow vending in the city. Great, but my complaint was that I wanted to see something in writing that would prohibit vending. Their response was they had no mechanism in place, but that it was a policy. I told them, you can't just say no, I want something in writing. Nothing, they have nothing, at which point I came to you and you pointed me in the direction of the Institute for Justice. Um, they have been quite helpful on the upside um, uh, let's see, helpful on the upside, but on the downside, they aren't equipped to go after small cities such as where we live. I have a letter that the city of Venice sent telling me that they are now in the process of preparing an ordinance to prohibit vending on private property since this is where I told them we would be. The Institute for Justice suggested we set up our hot dog cart on the roadside without selling, but instead do a petition our rights to vend. We did this today. Not a lot of people stopped, so instead we went door-to-door -to, -door to get signatures. We're almost to 50. It definitely takes time having to give an explanation, etc. So, my big question to you outside of getting the news media coverage, signatures and such, would be, where, what else can we do? I am confident we could draw some people towards this location within a few weeks and that it wouldn't be so seasonal as the beach can be here in Florida. I need steady work and want so much to be successful. We don't give up. I only wonder if you have any other suggestions. I do have some other suggestions, and one would be is VIND. If they don't have a policy and cannot provide a policy um, in writing, because a policy would have to be recorded, it'd have to be a part of the code, then VIND away, because they can't. you cannot be fined for something that doesn't exist. If they do not have a code or an ordinance or a rule against it, then you can't be fined. Next step is, if they pass this rule quickly, you may want to go to the city council meeting and petition the um, some kind of common sense out of these morons and kind of say, listen, you're violating a federal law. I would suggest you go to your city attorney and investigate that before passing a resolution to prevent me from vending because if you do, I will sue you. And if you look at the case history, case history, there is a precedent set that already has been won. 
it is a violation of your right to work, especially on private property. They do not have to give you permission to operate on city right-of-ways or public lands, but they cannot legally prevent you from private property. So that would be the things I would do. But I would get involved as um, as kindly as you can or nicely as you can, democratically as you can, in the legal system there, the, the actual political system that exists in that little town, and I would go through whoever I needed to go through to find out um, to, to, to either try to get some support or explain something that they may not be seeing. They may only hear from their buddy who they go to church with who says, yeah, I'm damn food vendors, I don't want them in my area because, you know, I got $100 million in this restaurant and I'd have to get up, give up to them my planes if them hot dog vendor comes down here. And you don't, it, it's just bullshit is what it is. It's just bullshit completely. It's been proven wrong over and over. And I don't know if you've used the um, the PDF about street food vending that is available to present to your city, but it's on the IJ website. It's also at learnhotdogs.com, and that will help you. But overall, I would love it if you'd keep me informed. I'm sure you will. Um, I, I know that we've talked several times or through email, and so I would hope that you will continue to um, push this, but don't give up. Guys, what you got to say? I actually ran into some of the same thing. You know, I've been trying to figure out again how I can try to stay up here, um, you know, and try to work in the off season. And I got one permit from the lower township, and I went and checked with middle township because there was a few different locations I thought, you know, you know, a driveway of an old plant that's been closed for 10, 12 years, that's by the Home Depot, it's by the local MUA where all the garbage trucks go, stuff like that. And, you know, they're basically their thing is, well, you can either get a transient permit, which is basically like an ice cream truck. You basically got to keep moving constantly. But if you want to get someplace where you kind of set up permanently a little bit, well, then they want to have all these, they got to have all these surveys done, you know, parking and everything. Well, the reason they do that, Brian, is because they know you're not going to do a uh, traffic study, which is going to cost you 6,800 bucks, you know, so they figure as a hot dog vendor, you're not going to do that. So they throw that in your face. But I'd also like to see, just like Ben says, show me where it states to do this. We need to do that. I'm not building a building. You know what I mean? Well, that, plant, that plant already went through a traffic study when they built it, so you shouldn't need to redo that. So that I checked into, you know, asking, I, I got a hold of a property manager of outside, like, one of the grocery stores. You know, they got a huge parking lot. And the property owners that said, you know, sounded like, okay, with it, you go to the township and, oh, no, we'd have to have a survey done to see, you know, enough parking. And I'm like, this is a hot dog cart. It gets moved every night off the property. I said, there's a parking lot in place already. You know, they just try to, like I say, they're going to just drown you in paperwork so you don't even bother. That's what they're trying to do. Yep, that's exactly it. The, um, I have another um, question that came in. Maybe, if I can find it again. Um this the, we've talked about this before, but I, I I like having the um these questions come in again because we can add to it, we can expand on it. But this one is: What input can you guys give me on security while working late night hours outside of nightclubs? And I'll be listening on the radio, Greg. 
Well, don't do what that moron said a couple of years ago about keeping a big kitchen knife on your cutting board. No. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't. I, the, you know, I haven't. I've heard so very few, and I, and I promise you, I've talked to several thousand vendors over the last few years, and and I I've heard of only a couple incidences. Um, you you are more at risk driving there than you are working there. Now there are things you want to do to be safe. You want to keep your like I keep my larger bills. If somebody hands me a larger bill, I keep it in my back pocket. I don't put it in my apron. Um, and that way it's out of sight, out of mind. If somebody wants my apron, okay, they're going to get a couple hundred bucks, but they're not going to make me broke, and I'm not going to fight to save that $200 either. I'm going to turn it loose. We've talked about different ways of um, you know, inviting the, the police officers that work in that area during the night. Some states you know, frown upon this, but you can give them free food. Um, you can do some things like that. Usually around nightclubs anyway, there's bouncers, there's um, police officers more readily available, so you shouldn't have a problem. If you're in a dangerous area that feels wrong, you know, it feels creepy, um, then just stay the hell out of it. It isn't worth it. I'm not going to go to some, you know, um, you know, Satan worshiper den bar in the backwoods in Tennessee because it's going to be busy. I'm going to figure, you know, I'd rather, you know, catch the normal Baptist Baptist you know, group. Now we're going to find the email from the Satan worshippers why, you know, why we won't go in there. <laughs> yeah, probably, but you Just, know, uh, please direct those to Brian Shores, El Hot Dogs, <laughs> Wildwood, New Jersey. <laughs> It's it it's one of those deals where it, it's probably something to think about. I would be more concerned about a drunk dumbass coming out of the bar just being belligerent. We have heard some stories of that. Usually that can be stopped quickly. If it was my wife or a daughter working it, it would probably be different. And But if my wife or daughter were working the cart, I would probably hire somebody to be there because those places can be extremely lucrative. If you're at the right place, the right bar, the right time of day, and and you've got lots of people and the bar isn't serving food, you can make 1500 a night, 1200 a night. There's people doing it, like the lady I told you that was an illegal alien. Um, and not from Mars. She's illegal from right here, right here in Mexico. And um, so there's – Roswell, right? Yeah, Roswell. <laughs> the <laughs> – snuck out. <laughs> so – <laughs> and there she is now. <laughs> the so you can do that. I need to put that up here. The you can do that and 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 protect yourself. You should be able to afford it. You can also go into the bar, go into the the bar and talk to them and say, "Listen, does it get rowdy? If it does, you know, um, is it possible that one of your bouncers could, you know, walk outside about every?" 30 minutes or 15 minutes, just so that they know that. Offer to feed them. Yeah, offer to feed the bouncers. There's things like that. That's a great suggestion, Jason, is that there's things like that you can do that makes it friendly, but you can get a lot of this information on the safety and the the type of environment it's going to be by the people that are working there and just ask them. But I I don't think you'd have a problem. And especially, like I say, if you're working around a bar or something like that that doesn't necessarily have food, you're you're kind of working in conjunction with them, so I'm, I, I would think they would be more than happy 
And like I say, I was saying the same thing Jason said, you know, offer your feed the bounces for free or something like that. Just come out and periodically check on me, you know, because you're, you're, you're almost kind of working hand in hand with that bar because you're offering something that they don't. And, you know, keep their customers happy, keep, you know, everything right. like that and, and try to work with them the best you can. You can also ask the local PD to check on you. They're, they don't usually have a problem with that. I mean, when we did pizza shops, you know, if exactly we couldn't right. be there, you know, we always made sure we called the PD and let them know, hey, Ben's closing down tonight. Can you just check in on him because Brian had to leave early? And, right. you know, those guys will do that. And then what you do is you just offer them a drink or, you know, a slice of pizza or a hot dog or whatever it is you're selling. You know, don't don't be afraid. It's not considered bribery if they're, you know, they will come out and check on you and just say, hey, you know, can I get you something to eat, something to drink? You know, and um, they'll appreciate that. Even if he doesn't take you up on it, he might have just come off meal break and not want something. But, you know, hey, next time he might take you up on it. I mean, what's a hot dog and a soda, you know, and a bag of chips going to cost you, you know? No, I've, exactly. I've tried that with some of our guys down there along the beach. We get they get some of the cadet police officers during the summertime. They're riding the bikes, usually checking meters and stuff like that. You know, and I've offered to give them. You know, they, you know, that's that, that's like a big no-no down there. But I can at least offer them to you know a discount or something like that, so not give it away. Oh, exactly. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Cruising around the Internet and can't find a good place to hang out? You need to stop at LearnHotDogs.com and check out Ben's free training videos. He'll teach you how to steam, boil, and grill hot dogs. He'll also show you how to get your hands on some hot steamy buns. It's all over there at LearnHotDogs.com. Got a question about hot steamy buns? Call Ben at 424-258-9364 for the latest tips and tricks in the world of wieners. That's 424-258-9364. Press 1 to talk live, one-on-one to Ben. Sunday night, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. HDVR Hot Steamy Buns He's wound up tighter than the girdle of a Baptist minister's wife at an all-you-can-eat pancake breakfast. It's Ben on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Hey, folks, and I thank you for joining us. We've got a caller, caller area code 706. You are live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and streetfoodvendor.tv. Hey, Ben. Hey, how are we doing, Mike? How are we good? Um, I heard that one caller, or I don't know if it was an email or whatever, but um, people that are having a hard time with getting um, city or county or state approval to have their hot dog cart, they may want to think of the word variance. They could ask for a variance. And in I know in my town what we did is I requested a variance, and then I put in the last paragraph that I would be operating until they made a decision. And it took them about four months to make the decision of how much they were going to charge me for the license, which they were real nice about it. But... Uh, because a, a normal business license is, uh, for a vendor is $600 a year, and I pay 20 
So, you know, you can always get around whatever rule there is. Well, that's good good information to know. I'm glad you called in and shared that. How's business been this week? It's good. I got a, uh, an event tomorrow, uh, a parade that I got to go to. And uh, the last couple of days, it finally quit raining in Georgia. So uh, I've been going out a lot more. Uh, I'm off all week anyway, so I'll probably go out, you know, a lot more this week. Uh, I did lose one of my spots. Well, I didn't really lose it, but uh, I had a, the uh, local churches come into the uh, auto parts store and set up and, and take donations and wash cars and sell hot dogs and hamburgers and fish sandwiches and everything else. Of course, they don't have to have any kind of license or anything. And what I do is I have another spot, so I just kind of gave them that spot. And um, sat- Saturday I went out and did outstanding. I did like 200, and I think I was there for about two and a half hours. So, you know, it, it, it it's what you make it. It doesn't matter where you're at. People are going to follow you around. I've actually I have a lot of people now that, if they see me in one spot that they normally I'm I'm normally at and I'm at my other spot, they will actually ride around town until they find my hot dog cart, and uh, and then they kind of make a joke out of it. You're hiding again, and uh, <laughs> so it, it it's been going real good. I can't complain at all. Well, we I'm call, glad to hear. We call that stalkers, Mike. Food truck stalkers. <laughs> Those are good to have. Yep. The other thing that I heard y'all talking about was um, what kind of hot dogs to sell. Well, I kind of do a little of everything. I have my sausage dogs are uh, chicken, beef, and pork. My big dog is chicken, and my uh, hot dogs are beef. So, you know, I have a little variety for everybody, but most of the time my chicken dog, I don't even tell them what's in it, and my sausage dog, I don't tell them what's in it unless they actually ask. And then I'll say, yeah, it's it's this brand or or whatever it is, and uh, but I don't, you know, if the majority of the people will look at your menu and see, oh, all beef hot dog, and they they just kind of assume that everything else you're selling is all beef. Oh, I agree. I agree. You know, and I have a lot of people that can't read the menu anyway, so you know. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. That was me. People are reading the menu that still can't figure it out. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's going good. Uh, rabbit, pork, and veal and bacon. And a guy ordered it, and I said, "You want bacon jam on?" He goes, oh, no, "I can't have bacon. I'm Muslim." I said, "But you're ordering the rabbit, right?" And he goes, "Yeah." I said, "The rabbit, pork, veal with bacon in it." Yeah. Okay, no problem. Here you go. Have a good day. <laughs> now, you just sent that boy to hell. Hey, you can't fix soup even with duct tape. <laughs> yeah, you can fix anything with duct tape, what you were told to me. <laughs> but, uh, he yeah, it's... He didn't shove it in as well. He just okay. gave him the way and showed him the path. <laughs> gave him the option to get out. I'll tell you another quick one that that happened to me last year. This event I'm going to tomorrow. 
I got uh, I rented two spaces because I took my big trailer and I wanted to have enough room to have everything all together, and so I paid for two spaces. Well, after I got up there, the spaces were extremely large. They were like 14 by 14. And so I said, well, this year I'm only going to get one space. So I wrote them a check, sent it to them. They called me the day before yesterday and said, you've got both your spaces back. And I went, oh, okay. And so this year I've got two spaces for the price of one. And uh, it just I don't know how I'd do that. That's awesome. And, uh, but it, you know, it's a little small parade and, uh, well, it's like an all day event, but it's, it's just kind of fun. It's kind of laid back and easy going and, and I'm pretty good at easy going. And, uh, but, um, the other thing that I'm fixing to do too is I'm, uh, and I've got the design in my head. Um, the, uh, awesome. the crank on the, Big dog that um, yeah that Keith added. I'm gonna take that crank apart and I'm gonna put a, uh, a a connection so that I can take my uh, electric drill and jack that card up and down without having to turn that little handle. That's smart. I want to see that when you get done. Okay, it's it's called lazy. <laughs> I, I've seen it done. Or I've done it before on my other trailers and so I'm going to modify it and or take it apart and see if I can't modify it to do the same thing and that way all I have to do is take the electric drill connect it to it and go poop and it'll pop up and uh, but other than that everything's going good down here in Georgia well I'm glad to hear it Mike um, it's always a pleasure having you come on and I appreciate all your input yeah well, let me let y'all talk to everybody else, and I'll get off the phone and listen for a little bit, and and y'all all be good. Jason, I'm out of um, cheesesteak, so I'll probably be coming to Pennsylvania, I hope, uh, soon, because I'm about to starve to death down here. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, I still eat hot. <laughs> and, yes, I still eat hot dogs. And... Uh, <laughs> Y'all, y'all have a great night. We'll talk to you later. We'll see you, Michael. All right, good. That was um, Mr. Michael Wood. He is um, he has Doug's dogs, good, good, down in Georgia. He's been vending for I guess about four years and um, does a heck of a business. He's fully retired and and works his butt off still and makes a full time income off of a um, a part time job and. Now, I also know that um, y'all have heard him before on the show is Larry. I talked to him this week. He had one of his biggest days ever, a little over $1,500. So congratulations to Larry. And if you haven't, if you didn't know him, uh, the short story is, is he struggled for over a year to ever, barely break over $100 a day, and now he's doing several hundred, um, basically times two a day, and is loving life. So um, congratulations to him. I also heard from another vendor, I'm not going to say any names, who just hit um, almost 80000 for their half halfway through a year and their fiscal year, um, which is phenomenal. So congratulations to him um, or her. And so, so we've got um, – we've – 
I don't think we have anybody else on the line. Let me check. No. We're not recording tonight. I don't know. I sent him a link. Um, just so you know, if you're listening in and you'd like to join us, if you will email me um, the day of the show, I will save that email. And about 15 minutes before the show starts, YouTube usually gives me or Google gives me the link so that I can share with you um, an access uh, you know, a method to get into the show, and I'd love to have you on um, anytime. The, I actually had a question for you tonight, Ben. Oh, crap. <laughs> We're almost out of time. You better hurry. It was, how do you submit something to try to get them to change an ordinance? Um, you can go to the to the county or city or your, any whatever municipality it is, and each one's going to be different. Some of them require signatures. Some of them require you going to the city councilman and have him actually or her, introduce they them. have to introduce the change. But if it's a real small town, you can probably get away with going in there and talking to the county mayor, the county manager, the county, however they list it, the city mayor. Um, speaking of the devil. Um, there he is. We have Corey Lawrence, but that's what I would do, Brian, is I would go to the city hall, city manager, and ask, hey, I'm looking to – I want to present something to the city officials so that we can see about getting a, a variance or a rule changed or an addition or something. Did that help? Yeah, that, well, like I say, that's I cornered the mayor and I caught him on the street and I asked him about it. And it's basically in the in the island on Wildwood, and you know the only ordinance they've got is basically it's geared around the summer. They've got the spots down along the beach. And I told him, I said, I live here year round. I'm I work someplace else during the summer, but it'd be nice to be able to work, you know, year round. But who's going to want to be at the beach in the off season? I said, but that's where you restrict all the spots to. So he said, you know, well, submit something and maybe we can try to get it changed to where, you know, like six months for this and six months in the off season to be able to work different areas. So I just, I didn't know if there was like a formal way of supposed to submit it or. Same thing that Michael was talking about. You're looking for a variance to the zoning rule or, you know, county rule or whatever they call it. You're basically looking for a variance to allow you to work, you know, X street rather than the beach for six months out of the year. And then, you know, do what Michael did and put on the end of it, you know, you're going to be vending until they make their decision. And, you know, that way the ball's in their court and, uh, you know, see what happens. And usually if you can get in, I can tell you, you know, some some things. If you have the ability and have the the, the funds to do it, to, to be part of the local community, you know, I talk a lot about giving to charities that are local. When you do that kind of stuff, um, it puts you in touch with people like mayor, city councilmen, people like that, and you end up creating these bonds where where they're going to be more apt to help you. Well, well he's been doing a lot with um, Habitat for Humanity. Well, he's there gone you after go. Several times and fed them. I mean, uh, maybe you work something out with them, Brian. They'd be less likely to say no. Yeah, I'm actually. You know, we talked with them, and they're actually we're thinking about hopefully doing with the local Walmart. Maybe be able to be up set up out there on like the you know Black Friday evening, you know the night before, while those people waiting in line, 
have hot coffee and everything like that and work with Habitat for Humanity to be able to do that. So we still need to get with them and then talk with the Walmart people. Well, how's um how's the old doggies doing? <laughs> the old doggies is doing good. Sorry, uh, I'm a little bit late. I'm missing out on everything going on here tonight, but uh, doing good. Enjoying a three-day weekend. Yeah, we already it'll, did the it'll big one. It'll be in your permanent record, Corey. No problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> sure you'll throw me under the bus regardless. Yeah, we yeah. did. We Brian did. said you're picking a contest winner tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We did the big money giveaway and everything, and you probably would have won had you been here. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how's your week been uh you know it was uh it was an all right week this week uh, a little bit slower just because the fact that it was just so stinking hot out there this week um you know people don't want to stand in line for too long uh but you know the way it is with with our uh customers if, if, if especially when the heat comes they'll if they see a line they'll come back later on you know and so they didn't uh uh, we just ended up being there a little bit longer through the through the day, but it was a good week. And Friday we sold out by 1:45, so regardless of the heat, they just stood out there in it, and, and uh, we killed it. So it was a good week. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, and you and I didn't I didn't catch everything that was going on there with Brian. You know, we had a situation a couple weeks ago with uh, one of our uh, city workers stopped by and, and visited O'Doggies and and uh, handed us a paper and said they had a a complaint. There was a, one of the businesses complained about us not having a restroom for the public to use, and he handed me he handed me a paper, uh, and it was one of the city codes. And I said, "This doesn't apply to mobile uh, vendors, does it?" And he goes, "Well, no, not really." And I said, "Well, you know, not much that uh, you can do about that then." But I was I was being real nice to the guy. He was he was just doing his job, and uh, and so. He said that the the city commissioner had had a complaint, and so they were just uh, following up on it. And he said, if you find a a business around here within 500 feet that will let your customers use their restroom and they get it in writing, that uh, it'll all be good. So I found all of our neighboring businesses, except for the one that we are pretty sure the ones that are complaining, uh, and we got them all. And so we handed them all in to them. They're like, you only needed one. And uh, well, that's all right. We got everybody. So, you know, I would have I would have sent everybody to that guy's business. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. give away free lunches to get all these people to go in and use his bathroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell people not to go to his place and ask to use their bathroom. So, <laughs> what what's amazing is is that they would care and that they they try they had to dig deep to come up with something so that they could call and bitch about it. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, isn't the general rule of thumb that if you offer seating, then you've got to provide a restroom of some kind? Well, in, in most cases, I think so. Like up here, it's if you're a restaurant for mobile, it doesn't apply up here. Right. Tacoma, Washington, they do require that the vendors um, be within so many feet of a restroom, but you you have to do what you did is is just ask one of the local restaurants or businesses if they care. But, uh, you know, Corey, if push came to shove, you do enough business, you could have a porta potty dropped at your lot. And, and that's what he said, too. 80 he bucks said if you want to. Put a lock on it at night, you know, and yeah. put up a little L section of fence to hide it. And, you know, I yeah, mean, we weren't going to let it discourage us. I just kind of figure if I got a business like that and I got to have a, you know, a bathroom that close, I need to get into a different business. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it, it's kind of it's, you wear depends when you work. You don't need that. It's kind of crazy because you're not. You know, some states don't even care if you have seating um, for a restaurant if you're if you're outdoors. They don't care. Um, they don't require that you have a bathroom for your the patrons. So, I mean, I know some vendors that have you know set up these little portable tables when they set up, and that's providing seating, but. But the same thing goes for then when a police officer pulls you over, um, he's not providing a bathroom, and he is delaying you. And so I think you could argue that um, either way, but it's a good point that you brought up, Corey. Well, you know, and it's we have a couple other mobile vendors uh, throughout town that hit the bar scene most of the time at night and some others, and none of them are required to, to do it. And so, you know, we could have, we could have, you know, push come to show, we could have, Said, you know, let's let's go a step further with this. But I thought instead we'd just go the nice route this time around and and just kill them with kindness. And we just got you know every other business that's surrounding them, <laughs> including the business that's directly underneath them. Uh, so, wow. You know, that's, you know, and everybody was more than happy to say, yeah, sure. If you're going to have customers come into our store, you know, that's great. So they were all excited about that. And if you can show that level of support from your local, you know, the businesses around you that would support you in it then, you know, yeah, they're not going to have a problem with it. Right, right. No. I'm sorry, I'm sending some It's not, you know, so, so you know, kind of my point is, you know, even even someone that's been doing this over a year now and, and uh, you know, we have our successes, we still have those times where we're, where we're up against the wall. Someone's going to, you know, there's always going to be that something like that that's coming on. So, um, you know, it's not it's not always an easy road. I agree. The I, I'm, I like how you handled that you, with diplomacy, and you didn't, and you went above and beyond when they wanted um, you to find somebody with a, a bathroom. You found them all, um, right? But I I like that because that goes a long ways. They'll they'll later go, you know, that Corey he doesn't he doesn't give us any problems. He even when somebody turned him in over something ridiculous, he he blew it off and. And met our demands just so he could satisfy this one asshole. Sure, you know, and they're all customers of ours. You know, I mean, from from the mayor all the way down to any of the city workers. To you know, I mean, honestly, from from the guy that's uh, the drug dealer to the guy right behind him in line, that's the cop. You know, I mean, and, and it, it really is. You know, we we serve our entire community. You know, Do you and get uh, discount and they all road? and they all have our back. Do you get discounts, Corey, on the drugs from the dealer, or do, do y'all <laughs> yeah, trade it? Only on Fridays. <laughs> Just on Fridays. That's why we saw that one forty-five. That's right. <laughs> no, uh, but you know we do give discounts to our police officers. You know, I mean we we just do the five-dollar meal deal, but you know we give a dollar off to our officers, and and uh, you know we've we've had them stop by and say you know that uh, throughout the night that they'll they'll take a cruise through town and make sure everything's okay with our, with our trailer and everything too. So, you know, they're watching, watching us. And so they're a good bunch of guys. Well, that's awesome. That's the kind of stuff I was talking about with Brian is that by doing, you know, even if he started it now, not to get on with a charity just to get a new spot, but the fact that you give to some charities like Habitat for Humanity, it has a, has an effect on people. They go, this guy is not just out for himself. He's he's helping our community, and that's where it, it there's a value to that. And so when you go to that 
city councilman and go, yeah, I helped the, you know, you never know how, how all these connect. You know, somebody at Habitat Humanity may have a cousin that works at the city hall and who goes, yeah, that guy came and served us food for free or whatever or discounted it. And so that kind of stuff pays off. It's all that humanitarian stuff. And I love it. And also, I, I just thought about it. The Habitat for Humanity here locally just opened up our uh, resale in this old garage that's been closed for years in their section of the town. So, like I say, yeah, you never know how that might work out. Well, I um, I wish you well with that. I don't think we have – I don't have anything else. And – I know I know Corey just got here, but unless he wants to sing us a song, I don't know if anything else that we need to do. Uh, I don't think I'll be doing that. We got a four part harmony going on here. We could do a barbershop quartet. Did you get inspected on the chillmobile yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did actually. Uh the uh I finally got a return call from our health health department and uh she after talking to her, and she, she's a nice gal, and, and uh, she said, you know, if we're selling prepackaged stuff, and it's just a freezer. Uh, she goes, unless you start selling dairy products where you have to maintain a temperature, you know, that's going to be an open and, and shut containers and stuff like that, she said, you're you're good to go. So she said, no need to even come and inspect. But, you know, it took me waiting a couple of weeks to finally have that conversation with her, and so uh, that's that's all good. Now. You know, that's another benefit to to the ice cream bikes over carts. Even if you're trying to break into the street food vending business, you can start with a cart, you know, an ice cream trike, and end up having way less red tape to get through to get going. Somebody like the gentleman from earlier tonight who wants to work under the radar with no license, he could go with a cart instead and may not have to have a commissary at all, and then. As he builds up some money and time, he can move on up and, and add a cart or a trailer or whatever he wants to add. True. Yeah. I mean, really, it just makes sense to, to be this the next expansion for, for anyone that's starting out with the with the cart or or whatever. And, and regardless of the time of the year, um, you know, it's gonna it's gonna pay for itself. Uh, no problem. You know, we're. Uh, my nephew's been working with us a couple of days the last week as my wife had to go out of town with uh, some some of our health issues with our with our kids and such. And so my nephew stepped in, and uh, I'll probably start having him uh, just man the the chillmobile every once in a while. And like I mentioned, I think the last show is, is we're talking about setting up out by the high school just for an hour or two after school and uh, doing um, the sodas and and the hanging chip clips out there and everything too. So. Uh, you know, just for an hour or two a day uh, until until it starts getting a little too cold around these woods. But well, I love it. Um, I'm glad that you got up and running, and um, it'll be it'll be neat to see how that does for you, especially next summer and spring. Oh yeah. So, well, I think we're going to close this out. I don't see any reason to uh, to keep it on. Hey, I'd like to uh, congratulate Brian Shores for uh, making it through a whole show and not disappearing on us. Isn't that awesome? I did see him watching TV a minute ago. He kind of turned around and just started watching TV. (laughs) It's the first show he's made pretty much the whole show. Let's give him a round of applause. (laughs) No, if I look look this way, it's because girlfriend's over here flashing the booth. (laughs) 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 
Well, y'all have a good evening. I thank you for joining us, and um, we'll be here next um, week, same time, same place. Same time? Yeah. Same, same bat time? Same bat time. All right. Y'all have Brian, a good one. Good seeing you guys. <laughs> Hell, my season's over. Hot Dog Vendor Radio is brought to you by Benstarts.com and the hot dog answer man himself, Mr. Ben Wilson. Also by the letter H and the number one. Tune in next week for the very best hot dog vendor information money can't buy on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.